Metaxas Show with your host, Eric Metaxas. Folks, it's Friday. We've got a lot coming up today. In a couple of minutes uh, for hour one today, we're talking to our friend, John Zmirak. We spoke to him yesterday, but I, I can't get enough of John Zmirak. Similar situation with our friend, Mike Lindell. We spoke to him yesterday, but I wanted to speak to him at least uh, for the few minutes that we have uh, in this segment. And then we'll go to John Smirak and lots of stuff in hour two. But uh, Mike Lindell, you just uh, you give us hope whenever we talk to you. And since you had a few minutes, I just said, let's keep talking about, uh, you know, what what is going on. You said that you're launching a few lawsuits. Is that right? Well, we've got there's over 45 going on right now in the United States uh, that that we have access to. You know, I'm, I'm not paying for all of them, but I have access to them all. And some ones that I'm directly involved in, I'll give you a couple examples. In Arizona, uh, we just filed a court. It's a court of appeal to. De- and remember, they denied Cochise County the right to hand count in the election. So we just appealed that to the Wisconsin or they I mean to the Arizona Supreme Court. We're not going to let every we're leaving no state and no county behind, uh, Eric. Every we're going to look at everyone as if it's our only place. We, you know, what if you only had Arizona? What if you only had that Cochise County? And they denied a judge said, no, you can't hand count. Well, we're appealing that. And uh, and uh, we're we're fighting back on that. And then Wisconsin. Here's a big one, everybody. In Wisconsin, we filed a complaint against the WEC. It's one of the most corrupt organizations this country's ever seen, the Wisconsin Election Commission, okay, or committee. And what they did is there's a two-way communication in the election. Everybody ready for this? In the election, the, in Wisconsin, all your votes and everything in that communication goes out to a third, or a third party illegally. It's called wisnet.net. Okay, back and forth communication, and that's from the tabulators. It's an unofficial IP address. It's you can't even make this stuff up. We filed, we filed that, and uh, these are just a couple examples. Of, we have a parallel track here. We're get to get this. We're a lawless country right now, but we're going to get it back. We're going to get it back, and and it's just I. I see it. I just the thing is, Eric, we want to pray for is that the big news outlets will start reporting the hope that the little the little victories. Right. right? right. They need us because hope brings more hope and more courage. And, uh, right. and that's where we're at. People need to hear. I, I want to ask you one of the things that gives me hope, uh, frankly, is that uh, next Tuesday uh, down at Mar-a-Lago, you'll probably be there. I don't know if. I will be able to get an invitation, but President Trump will be announcing, uh, it seems to me, he'll be announcing uh, that he is running again in 2024. That is going to get a lot of people excited. There's just no way around it. That That's, that's something that I think people, I just heard him, uh, I was in Pennsylvania at the rally uh, with Doug Mastriano, and he really, uh, he just knows uh, how to give hope when he's speaking on the stump like that. It's just kind of amazing. So I'm, I'm personally uh, just excited about that, that he's going to be out there. Right. And, and you know what? And, uh, and we don't know what his announcement is. We can, we, we we're praying that is the announcement. Uh, but I will say this too, you know, you think back to the rallies he did, like you were at Eric, do you remember? Let's go back in time. Ready? E- wow. You got to watch those rallies on Fox News. Now, I want everyone to think about this. You know, why, why doesn't Fox air these anymore? It's a, you know, it would be, you know, 
millions of people watching. And, you know, you know, you got to ask yourself that. So we, I'm just saying that may, do they not want people to hear hope? I don't know. You, you decide for yourself, but I want to say, um, before I go, I want to tell people when we speak of hope, we, we have a terrible thing that happened in our country where people can't hear the hope. And that, that combined with open borders and fentanyl rolling across into our country, and people have turned to addiction, which like now it's like Russian roulette, whether you're going to die or not. And I want to tell everyone, my LindaRecoveryNetwork.org is free. Uh, get people there. Um, you know, it's free. You can't beat free. And they know I was an ex-addict, and they'll actually will go there. I talk to people all the time, Eric, and they go, "Wow, I went there myself, and it gave me hope, and you know, and inspired, and and inspiration." And and uh, so I just try to encourage people: if you're not getting the message out of hope, uh, you know, they, they you got to tell other people that there is hope out there with our country. We're going, we are going to get our country back, and get it's going to be better, safer, and more. And great again. It's going to be an amazing, amazing country, better than any time in history, because we are in the greatest revival ever for Jesus Christ, too. And well, I've listen, said you that. know, and I know that there is revival happening. The media certainly is not reporting uh, on that, on tons right. of people coming to faith, because look, you and I know as well that that so many people uh, because of covid, because of all these things have been heartbroken and just tra- traumatized by what we've been through. And when that happens, folks. People turn to God, people who ordinarily would just ignore God. They kind of say, is this is this what it's all about? Is is there anybody out there? Is there any such thing as truth? And people are turning to God. We've had Mario Murillo uh, on this program. My friend Ken Fish, they're seeing things out there. Sean Foyt. And we need hope. I know that there are tons and tons of people that uh, they're just aching for the truth. They're aching to see justice done in America. They're aching for their votes to count, for them to have the confidence that when I go into a voting booth, it's very simple. Uh, I get to vote. I'm an American citizen. And I really do think that, you know, that's one of the reasons I love you because you do give people hope. I want to mention again, the, the Lindell recovery network. If people have addiction issues or know somebody, what is that website? Lindell recovery network.org. Okay. Lindell recovery network.org. And uh, I, and you you brought up a good thing I want to quick touch on. Everybody, let's put it. Let's go back to December of 2019. Rewind. Urgh, boom. Well, I'll tell you what. Every wherever your life was at at that moment, it had improved somewhat physically. You know, um, it was Merry Christmas, the best consumer confidence, lowest unemployment. You name it. Energy independence. But you know what? Right. Were you giving thanks? Were you looking for Jesus then? You know. Um, you know, we a nation had turned its back on God. God decided at that moment to give us grace. And what I mean by that, where we're at now, we go, Mike, this doesn't feel like grace. We've got all the pieces, everybody. We've got everything out there to turn everything around and make this amazing, amazing place for to have a joyful time while we're here on earth, you know, before we all go to heaven. Well, right now, that's where it's pouring into this, uh, this revival. Uh, churches are going, hey, maybe uh, maybe politics, maybe this stuff, this evil going on, maybe it does affect us. Maybe I should talk to talk about something else in my church that matters to get people that are hurting inside and hopeless to go to speak out and to just minister to them. If you can't minister right now to people 
if you're at home and you're watching this and you can't reach out to someone that's hurting and talk to them about Jesus, then you can, if you can't get them over now, you ain't getting them over because well, everybody's looking. That's kind of the point is that, that churches, I mean, obviously uh, I, I wrote about it and I'm speaking about it everywhere in my book letter to the American church. If you understand that people are suffering right now, you're going to talk about these things from the pulpit. You're going to find a way to connect with people who are just looking around and saying, I trying to raise my kids. I'm trying to live. And doesn't anybody else see what I see? We're suffering out here. Pastors and churches that refuse to go there, their numbers are dropping. Churches that do go there and talk about these things. People are coming who ordinarily wouldn't go to church because they consider it a waste of time, which in many cases it was. So I am, I'm just really, really uh, uh, hopeful, uh, Mike. I'm thankful that you gave us a few more minutes. Uh, folks, check out Frank's speech. You've got to go to Frank's speech. Uh, you've got to go to the Lindell Recovery Network. You already know about mystore.com uh, and mypillow.com. And Mike, I got to tell you, we're all raving about the coffee at mystore.com. We're raving about it. It tastes great. I'm a coffee connoisseur. And I was thinking, well, I might not like it. Let's see. I absolutely love it. I'm thrilled that I love it. You can find it at mystore.com. Use the code Eric. Mike Lindell, we love you. Thanks for being on the program. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, everybody. Everybody keep the faith. It's going to be amazing. God bless y'all. Welcome uh, to the program. Uh, as I mentioned in the introduction, we have the joy of processing things, the news, with our friend John Zmirak. John, welcome back. Thanks, Eric. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. It's like a moment of reality. Uh, we wake up from the Matrix, take the red pill, then the red pill wears off and we're back in the damn Matrix. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. You, you, you've written a lot of pieces at stream.org. Um uh, talk about the one where you quote uh, Shakespeare, uh, if you don't okay. mind. It's called, as flies to wanton boys are we to the left. They kill us for their sport. Um, that is a, a paraphrase from King Lear. The actual line is, as flies to wanton boys are we to the gods. They kill us for their sport. It's the character of uh, Gloucester. He's a loyal courtier. He's blinded and thrown the wilderness to starve to death by the villains of the play, Goneril and Cornwall. He's speaking about the gods. And again, it's a pagan world in King Lear. Our elites are pagans, and they think of themselves as gods, and they treat us the way the Greek and Roman gods treated ordinary people. They descend from Olympus, they rape they kill, they rob, they tyrannize, and they go back to Olympus and they expect not to face any consequences. And I don't care if they go to church and scream Jesus the way Raphael Warnock does or Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi do. 
These people are pagans who think of themselves as gods. They need to be set apart from the rest of us with blue checks on Twitter, with the freedom to riot mostly peacefully and burn down cities when they want and face no legal consequences to nullify elections, to tear up the social contracts, spit on our Constitution, do fake impeachments of presidents commit perjury, lie on television, face absolutely no consequences. They The left has occupied the U.S. Capitol. They never went to prison for two years without trial. They were never put in solitary confinement. The people who took over the Wisconsin state capitol when Scott Walker was, was, was governor. The number of leftists who were punished for, for their terrorist crimes is zero. Divinity has its privileges. Zeus never did time for his rapes the way Jeffrey Epstein's elite client list will never see the light of day. When when a, when a nut job crackpot nudist shows up at Paul Pelosi's house with a hammer, we don't know how he got in, but whatever. That's a national crisis and an assault on democracy. When a repeat violent felon barged into Jake Gardner's bar in Omaha, Nebraska and started looting the place. Jake Gardner was just supposed to take it. He was supposed to let the guy strangle him because when he shot the guy trying to choke him out, he was charged with first degree murder and he was hunted. He was persecuted by the mob until he committed suicide. Look up Jake Gardner and what happened to him. Regular ordinary citizens. We mean nothing. We are flies to the left who think of themselves as gods. Well, two things here. First of all, um, This is a worldview issue. If you don't believe in the God of the Bible, genuinely believe, I don't mean claim to believe, but then really killing people or letting people die, it's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. I remember my father telling me uh, about, before I'd ever seen the film with Joseph Cotton and Orson Welles, the third man, when they are in, uh, I went there in 1984, I write about it in my book, The Praetor, this gigantic Ferris wheel. And there's a scene in that, I'll never forget my father telling me this. He said in that scene with Joseph Cotton and Orson Welles, they look down, they're at the top of this Ferris wheel, which is just huge. And they look down and Orson Welles says, his character says, do you see those dots moving around down there? What difference would it make if a few of them ceased to move? In other words, it follows logically. If you don't believe we're made in the image of God, life is sacred. What does it matter if some people die? Uh, People die. So what? That worldview, we have to understand, folks, that's what you're dealing with. In other words, if you have people that don't really believe what the founders believed, if you don't believe that we're made in God's image, we have certain inalienable rights. If you don't actually believe that, everything that John is talking about follows logically. And yet, yet, if it suits you politically, when George Floyd dies, oh my God, it's like the crucifixion all over again. We have to destroy the country and and do these idiotic murals everywhere and, and smash store windows and bankrupt the country and defund the police because a fentanyl addict killed over and died because he is one of the magic minorities we've decided to fetishize. We're because. Atheism doesn't last. Nihilism doesn't last. Some false religion swoops in to fill the gap. And so what we have is 
white elitists who are terrified of black people and Hispanics and don't they pay millions of dollars to live nowhere near any of them. They like to fetishize them. They like to think of them as like exotic pets. And when one of their exotic pets dies, they throw a fit. They go hysterical because they are false religion. Their fetishism of the so-called victims has been challenged. So it's not nobody is a consistent atheist and nihilist for long. That's right. Right. Well, you can't be anyway. Right. So once you have rejected the true religion, false religions swoop in because the demons behind the false religion see a gap. They see an empty space in your heart and they take it over. So it's not that the Democrats are atheists. It's that they worship the devil. I just want to be clear. No, 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 you're 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 right. And I came to that conclusion, uh, you know, maybe that they don't literally worship the devil. But the point is, it's the same thing, because if you assert that there is no God, that is not kind of neutral secularism. It ultimately is a nihilism that leads to a cynicism that is diabolical. If you're, pas- if you're passionately motivated by keeping abortion legal, you do worship the devil, whether you know it or not. You are a worshiper of Moloch and you are helping the blood sacrifice to continue. And it's no accident that the temple of Satan is a co-litigant issuing amicus curiae briefs on behalf of preserving abortion rights. Because it claims that abortion is a religious ritual in the worship of Satan. And the left wing groups like the ACLU and Planned Parenthood, they don't renounce it. They don't say, oh, we want nothing to do with that. They welcome them as co-litigants. Imagine that. Imagine if pro-life groups let Nazis uh, co-file legal briefs. The left is admitting that it has a new religion, it has a blood sacrifice, it has its designated innocent victims whose blood must flow. It also has its groups that it fetishizes. But again, they don't really care about them. You don't see Democrats trying to stop. For instance, more than 50 percent of black children conceived in New York City die in abortion. Do Democrats care about that? No, they're perfectly happy to see that continue because they care more about their abortion rights than they do about black lives, which apparently only matter when they're old enough to vote. Well, the other thing, uh, again, part of the reason that they uh, are or feel so strongly about abortion is they literally do not believe that life is sacred. They do not believe that it matters whether you kill someone or whether someone dies or whether it's somebody in a nursing home that's exposed to COVID or whether it's a child in the womb, they, they just don't think that it matters. They're convinced it doesn't matter. And if you think it matters, you're a fool. But this country was based and the Bible is clear on the issue of this idea that we are sacred. We're made in God's image. Uh, racism is wrong because we are all equal in the sight of God. If you don't believe that, then when you talk about racism, when you talk about the life of George Floyd, you're just gaslighting. You're speaking nonsense. And you know that enough people will buy it because they don't really understand the issue. And that's basically all they have. They have to lie in circles. And that's what's happening. But, John, I want to say, look, um, I I, uh, and I know you do, too. We have hope. The fact that we can talk about this and the fact that we will never stop talking about this, folks, you have to understand we each 
of us has a role in bringing these things to light and talking about these things and doing everything we can. Then the results are in God's hands. But if you do nothing, it's on you. That's right. And we need to, we need to, to mark and commemorate our victims. People like Jake Gardner, who was hounded, a combat veteran, decorated medals for bravery in Iraq, hounded to his death by a George Soros prosecutor for defending himself against a violent felon who was trying to strangle him. Look what they tried to do to Kyle Rittenhouse. Look what they tried to do to Nick Sandman. Look what they tried to do to Mark Judge. they're, They're trying to do it to Donald Trump. They're doing it to the January 6th defendants. They are acting like Soviet communists, running a gulag, sending people through political purge trials to solitary confinement, to psychological and physical abuse. People need to be reading Julie Kelly's coverage of this at American Greatness. People need to be working the Epoch Times. We're going to a break. Julie Kelly and American Greatness, Epoch Times, The Eric Metaxas Show, Steve Bannon's War Room, and a few others. We'll be right back. Folks, we're talking to John Zmirak uh, in hour two today. Uh, we've got Charles Thorngren, Legacy Precious Metals. Uh, Katie Miller, I heard the bells on Christmas Day. That's an amazing uh, story there. But John, I just want to say to you that, you know, it, it's one thing when, when, when we talk about these things, the tremendously difficult to process the horror that's been unleashed on Americans. It's, it's very tough because we've grown up uh, in a world where most of this stuff was held at bay, most of it. Um, you have been aware of it uh, much more keenly uh, and you've been vocal about it over the decades. But I just want to say that I believe that until we're actually defeated, we have an obligation to hope and to fight. Uh, right. And of course, much of that has to do with prayer. We've got to pray because we need spiritual strength. But despairing, there are people, plenty of people I know, they are almost, well, no, they are. They're, they're just absolutely um, inured uh, to these things. They just think like, well, look, that's just the way it is. Things are bad. America's under judgment. It's over. What's the point in fighting? Let's just get our water purification tablets and Slim Jims. We'll go to the root cellar and hide until Jesus returns. We don't need to fight. We don't want to fight. We're just going to go to our caves where it's already done. America's under judgment. And I think to myself, folks, you have an obligation to fight. You have an obligation to care, to face these things. And if you don't, you are part of the problem. If you don't vote, if you don't share these things on social media, if you don't do whatever it is that you can do, if you don't find a church where the pastors care about these kinds of things, you become part of the silent problem. You become part of the the group of people that is allowing this to happen, that has allowed these things to happen. So we need to be hopeful in the fight because God cares about these things. He cares about the lives that are going to be affected if you don't do anything. If you're not a fighter, you're a collaborator. If the enemy is going to swallow us, I want to be the bone that sticks in its throat. I want to be the Japanese soldier in 1973 who is still shooting Americans for the emperor. 
I want to be Scarface. Hey, say hello to my little friend. I'm not going peacefully. They're not taking me to some gulag. That's why I have an AR-15. It is my exit plan. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them to meet Jesus, and I'll meet him next with a clear conscience. You, you want to be the bone? Say that again. The bo- if they're gonna swallow America, I want to be the bone they gag on. The that the bone that sticks in their throat and makes their trachea bleed out. John, that is just the most beautiful thing I've heard in weeks. I just can't believe it. You should put that in a poem. Um, I just dropped. I just dropped my mic. You just dropped. I was going to say, effectively speaking, I want to be the bone. That's no. But ladies and gentlemen, you've got to care enough to fight. I really think that there are people and I meet them everywhere that they they don't care. They're almost happy to see everything go down in flames. And I'm thinking, folks, it's one thing if you go down in flames. But do you understand there are all kinds of innocent people out there whose lives are affected when you don't speak up, when you uh, go along with the narrative that says there's nothing we can do or it's over. Just, you know, just try to get something out of it yourself. Let's talk about some of those victims. What about the translators in Afghanistan who helped Americans fight our, our stupid war over there? And when Biden abandoned them, they're being shot. They're being starved to death. Their wives are being raped and sold as sex slaves by the Taliban. What about the old people, the military veterans and great grandparents who died of COVID in nursing homes because Democrats dumped COVID patients there on purpose to spike the death statistics so they could do states of emergency and mail-in balloting and steal the election. Yes, yes, the Democrats did it on purpose. They did it in state after state. No Republican state did this. Compare the death toll of old people in Florida, full of old people, with New York. It was much higher in New York because in New York, the governor was trying to kill old people. And that's one thing Andrew Cuomo could could succeed at. He, he might not have been able to get his interns to go to bed with him, but he could kill helpless old people. Well, John, I want to say I, I just want to clarify again, folks, this is true. When my wife, Suzanne, was sharing some of this stuff with me, it was very hard for me to believe it. I just thought, come on, like, look, I don't like. Uh, the Cuomo's and I don't like democratic uh, politicians, whatever, but, but to send people to their deaths, I don't believe they would do that. So it took me some time believe to really get my head around the, that. Believe, believe my friend, believe. Yeah. Well, but I mean, it, it did take me time yeah. to process this. And, and, and if you don't care about this, if you think, well, we'll just, we'll let it go. That's not okay. Folks, what was done uh, to people all around this country, uh, we have to have a reckoning. It's the right thing to do. And I also want to say what you said uh, yesterday, John, this was done deliberately to make the death rates go up because there were many things that happened if the death rates went up. So all kinds of people that didn't really die of COVID were marked down as dying of COVID. Right. Uh, if a lot of people died of COVID, hospitals got money. Right. All kinds of things Happened. Most importantly, Democrats could justify mail-in balloting so they could steal the election. That, okay, that was that's, the key thing. That right there. Okay, that's if if you know nothing else, what John just said, that by having the death rate spike, it accrued to the benefit of Democrats 
who wanted to defeat Donald Trump. Now, imagine the cynicism that we are going to let people die. We're going to lie so that we can win the election. We have to deal with that. We can't just pretend it didn't happen. This we is have what to we deal face. with it. We will deal with it. And we'll be right back to continue dealing it with John Z- dealing with it with John Smirat. We wanted to end on a happier note. John, you did a, a movie review uh, that I, I posted all over my social media. There's a film called Pray for the Devil, P-R-E-Y for the Devil. Now, I thought, we, are you sure we didn't talk about it on this program? Something tells me we did talk about it. I don't. I, did we talk well, about it? It, 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 it doesn't matter. Maybe because I read the article, I feel that we talked about you know, it. Reading me and listening to me talk are the same experience. My girlfriend says I talk in the car as if I were reading an article out loud. Well, it's kind of true. But <laughs> but there, there was a movie you mentioned uh, a few weeks ago. That's Amsterdam. That's still really worth seeing. If you have uh, let's do two. I'll do, do two briefly. And Wait a minute. It's people, called Amsterdam and it's about Planned Parenthood yes. being the, the villain. OK. Yeah. Amsterdam. Yeah. Well, if you it's still playing Amsterdam and it's still about Planned Parenthood, though, the makers of the film didn't realize it. If you haven't seen Amsterdam, it's funny. It's intelligent. It's witty. It's got great acting. It's got beautiful sets. And the villain is Planned Parenthood. It's a secret conspiracy of eugenicists that want to sterilize black people and immigrants. The filmmakers did not realize that they were depicting Planned Parenthood. Not, we're not joking, folks. This yeah, is John's not, not exaggerating. This is true. That's right. And, and and if anybody wants to still go out and support Amsterdam, it's a worthwhile film. But remember when you see it, the villains, the committee of the five are, in fact, the eugenicist, racist, conspirators who formed Planned Parenthood, who were aligned with the Nazis, who actually drew up the mass sterilization and eugenics plans that were imposed in 13 states in America. The Nazis modeled their eugenics legislation on those written up by Margaret Sanger and the group that would become Planned Parenthood. So when the left talks about racism, they know what they're talking about because they are the primary practitioners of racism, of genocidal racism in America. And if you need documentation for that, I can't tell people strongly enough. There's a movie called a video on YouTube called Mafa 21, M-A-A-F-A, F is in Frank, Mafa 21, Black Genocide, two and a half hours of documentation by black pro-lifers on how eugenics, Planned Parenthood, the racist conspiracy to attack people of culture at their most vulnerable in the womb. See that movie. Bring a box of tissues because you will you won't just cry. You will weep. You will be sobbing. I was sobbing hysterically watching this. That is how heartbreaking it is. Okay, John, finally. uh, And again, I don't know if we spoke about this, but you wrote an article about a horror film. Another fun, a fun horror film called Pray for the Devil, P-R-E-Y for the Devil. It's it's another demonic possession movie. 
And like most of those movies, it takes evil seriously. And in fact, in this movie, one woman's possession is linked to her having had an abortion. The abortion decision helped open her up to the to the spirits of darkness. I think this really happens. I think this really happens a lot. It does and, really happen. And of it's course powerful it to see a well-made Hollywood film that shows the link between the occult, demonic possession, and the despair and self-hatred that women develop after they've been lured into making the abortion decision. So I recommend people see Amsterdam and see Pray for the Devil. Take your teenagers and use this as a teaching moment to show them the stakes for which they are playing. The stakes are our immortal souls. Are the stakes are eternal reward or eternal punishment, misery and futility in this life, or meaning and purpose and hope in Jesus Christ. Uh, pretty big deal. It's, uh, it's a scary film. I haven't seen it. Uh, I also haven't seen Amsterdam. I'm looking forward to seeing Amsterdam. But um, and again, folks, these are mainstream films, so they're going to be things in them, uh, you know, that we may not like. But generally speaking, when you find a film that gets most of it right, that's a big deal. It's a cause for celebration. The idea that the film Amsterdam um, inadvertently makes the people who created Planned Parenthood the actual villains of the film. You know, this is the the point of reality. Reality, it's kind of like you, you can't win the, the deck is stacked against you. You're playing against the house. God created this world. And when you're trying to tell true stories, eventually things like this are going to happen. You're going to you're going to make the folks who got behind Planned Parenthood. You're going to make the villain them the villain because they actually are the villain. And because, you know, you, you can't uh, you just can't get away from it. Same thing. With I would like pray for the devil. I would love to be the one to tell Robert De Niro that the movie he starred in is all about how evil Planned Parenthood is. That would that would really make my life complete. Well, I just uh, I only wish uh, that more people knew about the stream or that the stream would put some money uh, into advertising that some billionaire out there would help because the pieces that you're writing there need much, 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 much wider exposure. Your stuff is spectacular, John. And in a sane world, you know, you'd win a Pulitzer Prize. But we're not living in a sane world. We're living in America 2022. Uh, we know that they give the Pulitzer Prize to the people behind the 1619 Project, to the people who wrote endless articles on the Russia collusion hoax, which was proved to be false. Those Pulitzers were never rescinded. We live in a crazy world. And I think, you know, uh, we, we have to be aware of that, but we have to take heart because, you know, God wants us uh, to be fighting for the truth, not to be clamoring after empty awards, but rather uh, to be clamoring after eternal rewards, uh, which, you know, you know, John, I do think it's it, it's an important point that we have to understand where we are. There are still people thinking we can kind of go back to something. And part of the reason this election didn't go the way we would have liked is because I really I, I really think it's God's mercy. People are not yet awake. People don't understand how bad things are. And until they do, they won't act. Most people, uh, certainly in the evangelical church, don't understand uh, how uh, this is a this is a real issue. They have a duty before God uh, to take these issues seriously. Lives are on the line. So I you know, again, 
the scripture says all things work together for good for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. All things, including all these horrors, if we give them back to God, uh, there's hope. Just a few seconds left, I'm afraid to say, John, final comments. I want to be the red pill that everybody chokes on. (laughs) I I knew you could I knew you could come up with another metaphor uh, than the bone in the throat. uh, But thank you, John. We love having you folks. You have a standing assignment. Go to stream.org. Uh, share John's articles, please. It's, uh, it's actually important. Uh, John, again, thank you very thank much. You. Now they only block the sun. They rain and snow on everyone. So many things I could have done. The clouds got in my way. 